0: Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome. Great to have you with us, Triple Eight Nine Hundred 3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh Pathead Dwight's a purist sent this uh, to us. <laughs> Who's dumber? A whale trying to swim in a desert? A turtle sticking straws up its nose? Or Joe Biden. Like you got to go with Joe Biden there, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I
2: mean, well, yeah, I think so. I don't know, but the whale in the desert is uh,
1: look at that. That was that's
2: boy, that's something sure else. Where the ocean was,
1: yeah. This is Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, in the desert. Cool. And uh, so, I guess it's been a little bit no. higher than <laughs> it is today. Yeah, the ocean. Hmm. Uh-huh. Fascinating. That's cool because that's a fossil of uh, that's a thirty seven million year old whale skeleton 65 plus feet long wow really something
2: that's cool man yeah so but you're going with joe biden is dumber than a whale in the desert
1: yes yes i am
2: well do you have any like evidence to back up that claim
1: well let's see uh his speech yesterday (laughs) might provide some evidence uh he had a really important message on the economy
3: Mm -hmm. pride of trickle-down economics it doesn't work My plans are to produce the strongest, fastest, most widespread economic recovery America has ever experienced. What? With record jobs, what? new record small businesses, and wages rising. <coughs> it's the really? foundation for an economy that works for working families. Huh? Because of that foundation, we're better positioned <laughs> than any country in the world Bro. Overcome You're saying this overcome the straight that we're seeing mm-hmm. yep. and reach a new chapter of stable and steady growth. Uh, so let's come together okay. and focus on what's matter. On what matters. Well, to focus Let's on what matters. Let's build matter. an extraordinary progress we made. We must God. continue to build this economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Okay. When that happens, everybody does well, including the very wealthy.
1: Really?
2: He's delusional, man.
1: No kidding. No kidding. And he's really pissed off that his approval rating is below what Trump's was.
2: Wait, but he just said. He should be because he just said his plans right, are the strongest, fastest, yeah. most widespread economic recovery. America yeah, it's there. been
1: like a miracle, hasn't it?
2: Uh huh. And we don't, we're, we're not, not giving him so credit well. for it.
1: Right? He's pissed. He just can't understand it. But maybe I can help him. Okay. Uh, we dislike you with all the intensity of a trillion white-hot burning suns because you're an arrogant piece of crap for one thing, who acts like he's on top of everything. Like, he's the the biggest gift mankind's ever received. Despite his mind turning to mush (laughs) and compromising the United States of America in virtually every way. Uh, Joe, you're also a Marxist. Most Americans don't like that. You don't accept responsibility for anything. You're a lying sack. (laughs) We provided many examples of that last week. And you're also a racist. What? Do you have any examples of that? Why, yes, I do. Thank you for asking. Uh, And it starts with uh, one of the most famous, I guess, from the campaign in 2008 talking about uh, Barack Obama.
3: I mean, you got the first sort of Mainstream African American, yeah. who is articulate yeah. and bright and mm-hmm. and, and clean and right. nice-looking guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's thats a storybook, man. It's a
1: storybook, man. It shows you what he thinks of minorities. He also believes they don't know anything. They—they they don't know how to do things. They don't know how to how to go places.
3: The, uh, the mm-hmm. other portion is mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to register not everybody oh, they can't register to vote in the hispanic and the african-american community mm-hmm. particularly in uh, in, uh in rural areas, areas. And areas. distant and or and or city, or, city. Rural or know how to city. use know how to get online to right. determine oh. how to get in line ah. for that covid that? vaccination at the at the walgreens or at at, at the particular store that is
2: they, they can't understand how to get on the internet? Or get in line? He doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's talking about himself. He yeah. doesn't know how to get online. He doesn't even know what that means.
1: Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you survived this stuff, but they nobody even paid attention to it. Wait, you're saying that minorities don't understand how to get on, on the internet or into a line. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that what you just said? Oh. Where did you get that?
2: Oh, God.
1: No, let's not forget his 7 Eleven uh, education.
3: In Delaware, right. the largest growth in population is mm-hmm. Indian Americans moving from India. Okay. You mm. cannot go to a 7 Eleven uh-huh. or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. <laughs> that it's is. A I'm not joking.
1: He's not joking either. He really is a racist. I really do feel that way. Yeah, yeah. we we know. We know. Then this was, I mean, people wrote it off as just a slip of the tongue but you know it it wasn't
3: poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids oh i mean wealthy kids black kids kids, like kids, kids no i really mean it, but think how yeah, we think
4: right. about it
1: kids who climb on rocks tough kids sissy kids even kids with chicken pox all of them so what a racist oh my gosh and then he believes they all think
3: alike And by the way, Uh what you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, Mm -hmm. the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Oh, okay. With incredibly different attitudes about different things.
1: Right, but all blacks think alike and act alike and do the same things? Mm. (laughs) That That is the very definition of what a racist thinks, because he's lumping everybody into the same category. The entire category of blacks in America all agree and do and say and think the same way. This was another example of that.
3: So, wait, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Oh, okay. Oh. Hmm.
1: You remember the question that uh, a black man asked him during the campaign about whether or not he'd been cognitively tested? Hmm. Listen to his response on that.
3: Have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. <laughs> Why the hell would I take a test?
1: Yeah, can you think of any reasons, Keith? I can't think of a single... Why the hell would he take a test?
2: None come to mind.
1: Wow, that's... I mean, what a good question, because I don't know.
3: Come on, man. Come on, that's man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh?
1: You're asking that to him. Are you
3: a junkie? What do you kid? say? Huh. So asking him
1: oh. if he's taking a test, because he's old, I guess, would be... The equivalent of asking the black man (laughs) if he's a junkie. Huh. 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 Okay. Uh,
2: Interesting. uh, There's so many reasons to give Joe Biden a cognitive abilities test. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) Mm. That is a legitimate question for that man.
1: Then he showed his uh, idiocy on Hispanics and Latinos. It's awful
3: hard as well Mm -hmm. to get Mm. Latinx vaccinated as well. (laughs) Why? Latinx. They're worried that they'll be vaccinated and deported. Huh? Really?
1: <laughs> so he's assuming there all Hispanics or Latinx are illegal aliens, and they're all scared that they're going to be deported if they if they get a vaccination. Uh, if this, if any of these were Donald Trump, mm-hmm. you imagine uh, they'd be using them over and over and over. They'd be included in every article about him.
2: And just one of those clips would be his end.
1: Yes. Just one. No question. It'd be the political and and professional end of Donald Trump. Now, where'd he get all this stuff? Well, uh, he did tell us who his mentor was. Uh, For a lot at, of us, he was... At the Robert Byrd mm. funeral. Mm. Robert Byrd of... Of course, the KKK. Oh,
3: For a lot of us, mm-hmm. he was a friend. Yeah. And he was a mentor and he was a guide.
1: A friend, a mentor, and a guide. A mentor? Yep. <laughs> he mentored him on the blacks, didn't he? Uh, Reuters actually fact-checked whether Biden said he was mentored by Byrd in his eulogy. But because the article they were uh, checking referred to Bird as the Grand Wizard of the KKK, they labeled it partly false. And all they focused on was the fact that Robert Byrd wasn't the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Right. Okay.
2: Oh, God. Okay.
1: He wasn't the absolute head of the KKK. He was only an exalted cyclops <laughs> in the KKK. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I... Like it matters wow, what t- position he held in the KKK
2: <laughs> rather than the fact
1: that he was actually in it. Right,
2: right, right. And it just take take the uh, the horrible racism out of it. Mm-hmm. Could you ever see yourself belonging to a group where you are... Uh,
1: an exalted cyclops. You're an
2: exalted cyclops. That's <laughs> the... Le- what? Yeah. Who comes up with these names? I don't know. These are Democrats, by the way. I'd like to right. point out. Robert.
1: Yes, Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And even after Robert Byrd got out of the KKK, he still filibustered the civil rights bill in 1964 for 14 hours. He filibustered the civil rights bill. Trying desperately not to allow blacks to have civil rights. And this this was the mentor, the friend, the guide (laughs) of Joe Biden. Well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. so now he's pissed off that he's he's not as popular as he'd like to be. He's not even as popular as Donald Trump was, and he considers Donald Trump you know to be the antithesis of everything he stands for. so he's Biden's deeply underwater there's a new poll uh, that's out by ABC News, ABC and Ipsos poll, and his approval rating on the economic recovery is at 37%. Maybe they didn't, they must not have heard what he had to say about the economy. Oh, yeah. we better got to remind people, what did he have to say about the economy yesterday? Because,
3: hmm. Tired of trickle-down economics. Tired. It doesn't work. Oh. My plans have produced the strongest, fastest, most widespread economic recovery America has ever experienced. <laughs> Can
1: you imagine <laughs> record that?
3: Record jobs, new record small businesses, and wages rising. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation for an economy that works for working families. Man, you are mm-hmm. because of that industrial. foundation, we're better positioned than any country in the world mm-hmm. to overcome global inflation that we're seeing. My and Reach a new chapter of stable and steady growth. So let's come together and focus on what's matter, on what matters. Let's build uh, on the extraordinary uh, progress we've made. Let's,
4: let's continue pudding. to
3: build this economy from the bottom yes. up and the middle out. Is there pudding? When that happens, everybody does, well, including the very wealthy. I mean, delusional. As it took office, families are carrying less debt. Uh, <laughs> their okay. average savings less are Less debt, up. right, that's right. A recent survey uh, from the Federal Reserve uh-huh. found that more Americans feel financially comfortable
1: October, by the way.
3: than any time since the survey began uh, in 2013. No,
1: delusional doesn't begin to, ex- to express how bad that is.
2: Yeah, that's from... Two
1: days ago. No, but he's talking about oh. the poll he's talking about, or the survey it was from last oh, October. Oh, oh, okay. A recent survey found. Oh what? That's October. Oh no. Yeah.
2: This cat
1: yeah. very recent. He's <laughs> oh <up. laughs> it was like yesterday. It's almost it's going on nine months ago now. But this is what he does. He's desperately searching for anything that he can that he can brag about because everybody's doing so badly right now under his administration uh there's there's nothing obvious that you can point to and say yeah I'm doing really well here <laughs> on on economic recovery uh-huh. 37% approval on the issue of inflation his approval rating is 28% Ooh. 28 <laughs> uh Asked whether they approved of Biden's handling of various problems, uh, his approval rating. His, the only good response, apparently, was the pandemic. I, I don't know how he rates uh, above water on this, but it was 56% to 43%. 56.43 43 approved to disapprove on the pandemic. Okay. And it's only because it's finally waning, I think, to the point where people aren't consumed with it every minute of every day.
2: Well, send that memo to the White House because you wouldn't know it by what they're up to.
1: No, right. That is that is true. Uh, 37% approve of his handling of immigration. 61% disapprove. 37% we mentioned the uh, economic re- recovery and the same 61% disapprove. Uh, 38% approve of his handling of crime. 61% disapprove. <laughs> Thirty-seven percent approve his uh, approve of his handling on taxes. Sixty-one percent disapprove. Uh, he fared slightly better on climate change and the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but was still at net disapproval on both. Forty-three percent approve of his climate change strategy. Fifty-five percent disapprove. Forty-six percent. Believe his reaction to Ukraine has been satisfactory. Fifty-two percent disapprove. Even on issues that are high priorities for Democrats, he was in—he was upside down. Uh, let's see on abortion: forty-one percent approve, fifty-eight percent disapprove. On the issue of gun violence: thirty-five percent approve, sixty-four percent disapprove. Uh, he is in bad shape, and so are the Democrats, and they. I think they're starting to understand the predicament they face because when you got the top of the ticket, of course he's not on the ballot this time, but when you've got the president of the United States completely disliked by most by the vast majority of Americans, you don't really have a chance in the midterms. So we'll see. I mean, if anybody can blow this lead, it would be the Republicans. And so I hope they don't do it, but I don't put it past them. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Was it the, uh, was it overtime yesterday? Yeah. When we talked about the Associated Press, uh, warning us about, uh, compromised computer systems during the upcoming midterms.
1: Yeah. Did you, what? Did you know that there were some potential vulnerabilities? No. With the Dominion voting system? Not in my America. Huh. (laughs) Was what the AP story was actually about, despite the fact that, uh, Donald Trump was a lying sack and, and falsely claimed that something happened with the voting machines. Yeah. yeah, the voting machines can be rigged. They can be hacked. They can be a problem.
2: Yeah, and you want us to hang on to this story, so I have it taped in my calendar for next November coming up here in a few months. So we'll revisit that AP <laughs> right. article if uh, things go uh, crazy again. Yes, please. <laughs> <sighs> All right,
1: L- let me tell you about uh, Moink. That's Moo plus Oink to get Moink. Uh, and this is where you're going to get all kinds of delicious meat. 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese. Did you know that? Ooh. And their hogs are giving something called dopamine, uh, which is banned in just 160 countries.
2: Which is good because it doesn't taste good.
1: I don't, <laughs> don't like the taste. You don't like the taste of right, dopamine. Dopamine, Huh. Weird. No. That's Mm. (laughs) Really? You don't sprinkle that on everything? My palate just isn't refined. That's what I marinate my vegetables in, right? Topamine. Yeah. And then I throw them away. (laughs) Uh, But there's a better way. Moik delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. So delicious. You've got to try the salmon. It is so good. Moik Farmer's farm like our, our grandparents did. And as a result, moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The moink difference is a difference you can taste. Uh, you are going to say, well, maybe you won't say. No, I'm not saying that. Oink, oink. I'm so happy I just got moink.
2: I, I can't even remember it. How am I going <laughs> to say that? Just give me the awesome food, man.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. <clears throat> just keep American food farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash unleashed right now and because you listen to this show you're going to get free filet mignon in every order for a year. That's really fantastic. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste for a limited time only. Spelled M-O-I-N-K moinkbox.com slash unleashed. That's moinkbox.com slash unleashed.
5: It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes.
1: What an incredible economic recovery we're experiencing right now.
2: Unprecedented.
1: M- more than experiencing. I mean, we're enjoying it. It's It's been a great ride. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I enjoyed so much paying $105.25 for mm-hmm. to fill up my tank. That was so
2: much fun. Such a pleasure. Right?
1: I loved it. I thought, man, at least it wasn't $205.
2: Yeah, you know, see? Right? Look at you, Mr. Brightside. Uh-huh.
1: It could be ten dollars a gallon instead of five dollars and nineteen cents a gallon. Could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. Now the average price uh, across this great nation of ours just went up to four ninety one nine. Mm. So it's essentially four ninety two a gallon.
2: Boy. Look we'll at that.
1: You do save that tenth tenth of a penny. Well, actually, you don't. But uh, we'll pretend for the Isn't moment this that fun? it's really four ninety one.
2: Everything we've warned about. <laughs> under yeah. Marxism is coming to pass. Sure is.
1: Yeah, and we're feeling that that just incredible joy of a tremendous economy. Thanks to Joe. Thank you, Joe Biden. All right. And you go to the grocery store and if you can find food, uh, the price has only gone up what, ten to fifteen percent
2: mm-hmm.
1: over the last little while. hmm No, it's not bad.
2: <laughs> Some things more than at least that. it's
1: not a hundred percent. Yet, oh, just wait till the or a thousand percent.
2: Just wait till the ripple effect of the two hundred thousand chickens burned up in that uh, fire.
1: What is the deal with the fires at the food plants?
2: Wait till that trickles down. What did I hear? We we should expect uh, by the end of summer, <clears> uh, <throat> mm-hmm. twelve bucks for a dozen eggs. Is that right? Yeah. What? Yeah, something like a buck an egg is probably uh, on the horizon. They're saying right now, unless something drastic. Oh, you're kidding!
1: Wow. Well, people will just do without eggs. At that price, twelve bucks a dozen? No, no, thanks. Not buying eggs at that price.
2: Jeez. Yeah, I...
1: but it's the greatest recovery in American history, unprecedented. Unpre- he's, he's done such an incredible job, and uh, we're all feeling the inf- the effects of that incredible job and just enjoying things uh, a great deal right now.
2: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I did the math. Uh, uh, yeah, at, at uh, Costco. Uh-huh. you know it's six it's already for the 18 pack 61 cents per <clears throat> egg so we're not far uh, away
1: no wow
2: yeah so yeah it's wow we're here good times credible mm-hmm.
1: uh so it's almost ten dollars a gallon in california
2: isn't this something ten dollars a gallon look at that 976 uh oh i see 945 there for the uh, nine
1: 45 nine that was
2: a week ago it's it's already probably up since that picture was taken.
1: Wow. So, how do you afford ten dollars a gallon gas? Oh, you don't. You you just you don't. Seriously, at that point, you're starting to think, okay, I
2: guess I'll sleep at the office. Right. Seriously.
1: Uh, and you're gonna limit your trips. Uh, you're not gonna go on vacation. You're, I mean, there's this is gonna affect airline tickets too, of course, because. The price of fuel is going to be steeper. Mm -hmm. Uh, This affects the price of everything. And the food, of course, to deliver the food in the trucks that use the gas and the diesel. Uh, Wow.
2: And under normal circumstances, I would say this would chase people back into the city, you know, where it's hell Mm -hmm. with crime and everything. However, with so many people able to work remotely, I wonder if now, instead of staying home because of COVID, can they petition their bosses... Can I stay home because I ain't paying such and such for gas?
1: Yeah. Well, that will happen. Yeah, that will happen. And maybe Elon Musk will go back on his edict that everybody must return to work because that's an expensive proposition. Just going back and forth to work is really expensive right now.
2: Chaos society right now.
1: Now, the Saudis, who just agreed to uh, increase their production by 50%, also increased their uh price per barrel by I think two dollars and ten cents or something so we'll give per, you more per barrel
2: we'll, we'll, we'll produce more gas gonna yeah. it's just, gonna, it's just gonna cost you more and so that's what they did
1: and that's probably one of the reasons why the prices haven't gone down at all first of all it takes a while uh the price increase is always immediate yep the price decrease is always mm-hmm. lagging behind
2: gosh if only we had our own you know god given resources. natural resources yeah, here
1: too bad we don't have any oil or natural we gas we always
2: have to go hat in hand to yeah. other countries that maybe mm-hmm. we don't particularly like like saudi arabia or venezuela mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Russia. russia yeah yeah shoot i wish we had oil here
1: too bad that stinks too bad we can't be energy independent you know but that hasn't happened since bah, clear back in 2019 2020ish you know in there how old are you back then i oh gosh <laughs> i think i was 4 you were four? I was four years old. I'll be darned. Last time we were energy independent.
2: You have an incredible voice for being six years old, I'll tell you that.
1: No, it's it's been longer than that, Keith.
2: Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, the whole point of the how Not old yet. were you then?
2: So the one time it's I like get math right, I completely ago. blow the bit. Yeah, pretty My much. My bad. Pretty much. <laughs> Apologize for that.
1: We got this uh, really <laughs> cool graph, though, from, uh, is it Carl Higby? Uh this is so clear. Even a <laughs> child can understand what's going on here with U.S. gas prices. Look at this:
2: Obama, uh, Trump, Biden. Uh, huh? Huh? You gotta have to update that graph, man. That stops at four bucks a gallon, right? Or four, four fifty a gallon. Yeah, four yeah. fifty a gallon. We're g- way beyond. Keep that drawing out. that line upward. <laughs> My word! That
1: is a great graph, though. It's a <laughs> I great
2: love, graph. Wow! It's written in kid like. <laughs> I do, too. Either that or... Actually, that looks like <laughs> my handwriting, doesn't it? Kind it's of. actually better, it's better than, than your hand- handwriting. handwriting. He's trying to go but. for a kid
1: here.
2: <laughs> yep, there you go. Boy, I miss having a president that loved our country.
1: Mm. And put America first. Sure did. Put America first. That's why uh, Donald Trump managed to get us energy independent for the first time in a really long time uh, under his leadership. And we could do the same thing again. We could. Uh, Biden just refuses to because it's not their goal to be energy independent right now.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's their goal to switch us over to the climate change philosophy and the sustainable sun and wind energy, which is so efficient Mm -hmm. and so inexpensive. And wow, it powers about, I don't know, 4% of the U.S. economy right now. So... We're ready to switch right on over to it. <laughs> yeah, you know they could, but they won't. They they could at least go to nuclear, which would be cleaner than than fossil fuels, and uh, you know it's renewable. Boy, this but they won't do it.
2: This um, climate change, global warming, environmentalist bullcrap that has been a part of America for gosh, what sixty years now mm-hmm. since the sixties, really. Uh, boy, it's really uh, paying great dividends now. Uh, when you when you try to take care of your family and, and pay for the gas price at the pump. In fact, mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous now that in Los Angeles, uh, the city council has just passed a thing that says new construction uh, for either houses or businesses can't have um, gas powered stoves and and gas powered grills and so or in, any kind of appliance. What? It can't be gas powered. Uh, So it's better to be electric, I guess. So, right, (laughs) you do the math, it's insanity. And so, all of these Asian restaurants that that depend on on gas grills Mm. and gas stoves are like, Hey, thanks. I mean, you could make the case if you want to play the leftist game that this is a racist policy that they're implementing. And so, all of these Mm -hmm. Asian owned businesses that are planning new construction are like, Okay, so this sucks. Um, wow how, how, do, how do you make a living I unbelievable so you say get out of the cities get away from these ridiculous progressive policies and then you can't afford to commute to and a job how does that even
1: make sense right. is the gas less uh, I mean is it less uh, environmentally friendly
2: than the electricity and that this, they're getting yeah this I don't know I what mean, are you generating the electricity with but you rem- you know the uh, logic <sighs> of the left on this. Just, mm. Yeah, you just plug it into a wall. I mean, we've played time and time uh, again, people showing how idiotic they are about and naive of yeah. where their electricity comes from. That's <laughs> true. So, that's, so that's somebody true. needs to tell the L.A. City Council, mm-hmm. okay, we'll just build another coal-fired power plant. <laughs> See if that one gets through. Uh, it's insanity.
1: Oh, man. Well, they're going to reap the benefits. As they have with all of their policies in California. All of their policies have led led Mm -hmm. California to where it is right now. And that's not in a good place. I mean, the water shortage there is because of their policies, too. Not just the weather. Mm -hmm. Their water policies have been so insane. Just like, uh, you know, the forestation problem that they have there with the fires. they, They just won't take care of the state in a reasonable way. I mean, California should not be in the situation it's in. It's got all kinds of resources, Mm -hmm. more than anybody anywhere, really, on the face of the planet. It is insanity.
2: (sighs) What a mess. And by the way, uh, I was reading about the rare earth stuff. That is where we were getting them and then shut down. It was in California. So now we, of course, are beholden to China. Mm -hmm. And boy, it is a desperate situation. That's a
1: good thing to be beholden to China. Of course it it is. They love us and we love them back. It's (laughs) going to be great. 888 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: I love Chinese people too, but come on.
3: Pat Gray
1: is Unleashed. Some tweets here. Uh, Corinthian leather giblets. Tweets. When Biden says those things, you have to wonder, does he really believe
2: it? Yeah. He's. He's both clueless and evil. Mm -hmm. Perfect balance.
1: Yep. Carl Smith tweets, watching Joe Biden give that glowing economic speech is definitely proof he reads what they put in front of him Mm -hmm. and hasn't a clue what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Sarah the Roma, I work right next to a Dunkin' Donuts. Not a single Indian works there.
2: (laughs) Wait, are you calling my (laughs) president Joe
1: Biden? A liar? Sarah. Uh, Laura... Think about it. Having such high gas prices is the way to keep people in their houses without having an official lockdown. It's evil genius. Mm. Rowdy introvert. You're only able to frame Joe Biden as a racist by taking his remarks completely and totally in context. (laughs) Yeah. And we're only able to say he's a racist because it's true. Uh, So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Just facts are facts. Mm -hmm.
2: Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mask mandates are now being associated with increased COVID death rates. Uh oh! This is the second story in his many days. Uh, on actually, maybe the third in his many days, because I think we had a we had a story from Europe on Friday. We had one a study that came out here yesterday, and now this, a bombshell new medical journal report comparing COVID nineteen fatality rates across Kansas counties during the height of the pandemic alleged that mask mandates could be associated with higher death rates from the virus. This is from the National Polls. The observational study, the Fogan effect, a mechanism by which face masks contribute to the COVID-19 case fatality rate, was published in Medicine uh, in February 2022, authored by German doctor uh, Zacharias Fogan. The paper analyzed whether mandatory mask use influenced the case for fatality rate in Kansas during the time period from August 1st, 2020 to October 15th. Kansas was used for comparison because the state allowed each of its 105 counties to decide whether or not to implement mask mandates, with 81 counties deciding against the measure. The most important finding from the study is that contrary to the accepted thought that fewer people are dying because infection rates are reduced by masks this was not the case. Results from this study strongly suggest that mask mandates actually caused about one and a half times the number of deaths. Or 50% more deaths compared to no mask mandate. Ah, oh, this is incredible. hmm Paper went on to theorize that the so-called Fogan effect, that's uh, hyper-condensed droplets caused by masks. Mm-hmm are re-inhaled and introduced deeper into the respiratory tract and could be responsible for the increased mortality rate.
2: But we were the crazies. We were the conspiracy theorists who didn't know anything. Right. right. Trust the science. Trust the science. Shut up. My gosh. There's your science
1: right there. There it is. 50% higher death rate in the counties that insisted that you wear masks. Jeez, that's really something. I mean, I knew they didn't help, uh, but I don't think I imagined that they... Well, actually, we probably did that they hurt because you keep wearing
2: them, too. They're Filthy. Yeah, that, that was our and argument. we keep wearing them. Yeah, what are you breathing in constantly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Constantly. That's right there. Yeah, and not of, just COVID. Right. Instead of just exhaling and moving on with your day and, and letting that waft away. No, you're just breathing it in mm-hmm. and out and in and out. And we thought, mm-hmm. what are you doing to yourself? I said, yep. I said, if you're a medical student right now, you need to get into pulmonary because there are gonna be so many lung issues going forward from people wearing masks around the clock. Mm-hmm. And this is this is wild right there that it actually was causing more deaths. I think that's worse than even we thought. We just thought it was yeah. going to be other ailments. Yeah. Right. My gosh, that is something else. Mm.
1: Unintended consequences mm-hmm. every single time. Also, uh even in light of that, the CDC just raised its alert level for monkeypox to level 2 yesterday. <laughs> recommending that travelers wear
2: masks. They're going to get those back on your face one way or another, y'all. You understand this. And I'm sorry,
1: I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm not doing it.
2: Not a chance. At all. Oh,
1: shut Nowhere up. will I do this again. I'm not going to sit in church with the mask on. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to
2: sit on an airplane for four hours with a mask on. No. And if everyone sorry, refused not to it. participate in society and say, screw you and your stupid rules then this stuff would be over in five minutes. Yeah. And you know how many people have
1: monkeypox in the United States of America? Ooh, how many? Oh,
2: I know. I Keith. saw.
1: I read. Uh, 21 people. 21 people. Yes, indeed. Wow. 21. Whoa. Now, that's almost the whole nation, it was- as you know. Uh, uh,
2: you got 30 people in this country? <coughs>
1: 30. Almost 30. Almost. Yeah, I think oh. it's like 29 and a half people. <laughs>
2: And <laughs> a half. Yeah. We got I don't the know. Don't Black ask Knight me. from Monty uh, Python is uh, in this country now. So, wow. Well, uh, 21 people. And Out of 335 love, million. And the CDC is like, no, we, we still masks. matter. Please listen to us.
1: Cases of monkeypox have been reported in Europe, North America, South America, Africa, Asia, and Australia, the CDC wrote. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it's very few people in all of those countries. Some cases were reported among men who have sex with men. How dare you say that?
2: <laughs> how dare you say I that? I love how they can't even say I know. homosexual men.
1: Some cases were reported among men who have sex with men.
2: Huh. <laughs> what do you call that? Right. We I need don't a know. Corby, after the show, let's brainstorm and come up with a word for that.
1: Some cases were also reported in
2: people who live in the same household as an affected, per, infected person. Okay. Huh. Well. You need to wash your clothes and your huh. sheets more often, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I mean, this is not... <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> they're going to find a way to get the masks back on your face. They're trying desperately. Mm-hmm. We are relevant. Listen to us. Remember, we're the CDC. We're important. We matter. We're in control. Remember? Ugh. When do we get that uh, ruling on uh, airplane masks again? When's that... Coming down the pike. I need to look that up.
1: Because, yeah. Because... I don't know. Uh,
2: they're trying. They are. They're not going to stop. Yep. Let me tell
1: you about iTarget Pro. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted. Police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and your family. And thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This is a revolutionary system and a fun system that allows you to dry fire practice and With your actual firearm, anytime and in the safety and privacy of your own home. You don't have to go to the range. You don't have to spend a bunch of money. You don't have to take trips back and forth. And you don't have to buy a bunch of ammo that's super expensive if you can even find it. Just download iTarget's proprietary app. Load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. And the laser shows you where on the the target. Uh, you're hitting, and it's just a lot of fun. Kids can participate, it's completely safe. And iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so you can stay sharp with your AR15. Go to itargetpro.com right now. You'll save 10%, plus you'll get free shipping when you use the offer code Pat Makes a great gift for Father's Day, which is coming up. What is that, two weeks from Sunday? From last Sunday? I think uh, so, yeah. yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, and it's less expensive than just a few hours at the range. It's so the letter i then target targetpro.com. i targetpro.com offer code pat.
0: This is pat gray unleashed.
1: Hey, they're going to do the uh, January 6th committee <laughs> in a big Prime time hearing oh. that will feature previously unseen material and witness testimony.
2: <laughs> Yay! This
1: is—they got
2: a former ABC producer to produce the whole thing. Unreal! It's not weird. This is the definition of a show trial. Mm-hmm. Well, it absolutely—it is a show trial. Yeah, yeah. So they've got what six dates that they're going to televise. Mm-hmm. Six dates, and the first one. And the last one are in prime time on a Thursday night. Pat, why is mm-hmm. Thursday night so important uh, when it comes to television? Do you recall that that, that mm. would be the first night of ratings uh, in a week, right? Oh, that's that, right. that's when they send yeah, out the, yeah, yeah. the little Nielsen diary, and that's that's right. been traditionally that the right. most important mm-hmm. rating day of the week. Incredible. Huh?
1: Just incredible.
2: So there you go. We've
1: we've never seen anything like this. This is. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th, the January 6th insurrection (laughs) of the U.S. Capitol, formally announced Thursday that its first public hearing will take place June 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. (laughs) Oh, the world's
2: a stage, man. This is a show.
1: The committee will present previously unseen material documenting January 6th, receive witness testimony, preview additional hearings, and provide the American people a summary of its findings about the coordinated multi step effort to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election and prevent the transfer of power.
2: There's going to be commercial breaks, I bet, right? And probably like intro I would music. And yeah, since
1: it's being produced, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. They want to make money from this.
2: Th- th- does anybody else feel mm. like this is this is Capital City? This is the Hunger Games. Here we are.
1: Wow. It does the, have that feel. Sure does. Jeez.
2: Sure do.
1: And I'll not be watching. No. I will not be watching their stupid pony show. Uh, also, there's a serious breach. Key senators are demanding an update on 50 dangerous Afghans mm. that, uh, you know, the Biden administration just let enter the United States of America. Oh, we're not having hearings on that, because this is fine. Don't even worry about this. Don't even think about it. The fact that you're even concerned about this. You know. I know. Well, I'm really not. Okay. I just want you to know about it, because it's out there. It's out there. And, and people are going to be making a big deal out of it. Don't worry are about they? it. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> is this going well, anywhere? Well, people on the right, oh, okay. right-wing I- kooks will be making a big deal out of this.
2: The haters that want you and your family safe. Yeah. Okay. Look, it's only 50
1: afghan right
2: it could be a hundred right it could or a thousand
1: it's not three u.s senators are demanding a briefing from the fbi on dozens of afghan refugees that were mistakenly led into the united states by the biden administration despite security flags serious security red flags in their background The lawmakers are seeking to learn how many of the refugees have been expelled and whether the vetting blunders have been fixed. Mm -hmm. I bet none of them have been expelled, nor has anything been fixed. (laughs) Senators uh, Charles Grassley and Rob Portman, also James Inoff, wrote in a letter uh, that was released Friday. They're concerned the background check process has not been fixed. Huh. Are you really? Are you concerned about that? Because I'm guessing you're probably right. The Pentagon Inspector General concluded that at least 50 Afghan refugees brought to the United States in the aftermath of the bungled troop withdrawal had significantly uh, significant security risks in their background that weren't detected because DOD officials didn't check all the required intelligence databases. <clears throat> Why would you check? It, I mean, it takes time. I,
2: I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got to hurry up and get these really dangerous people into this country. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're going to leave uh, the good guys that helped us and Americans there uh, to be slaughtered. We're going to leave them behind.
1: Now, why would you check the database that is the De- Defense Department's tactical terrorism data? Why would you check on that? Yeah, you wouldn't, and is, they didn't.
2: Is there some connection that I'm not aware of between the country yeah, of Afghanistan? Yeah, they could and be terrorists. terrorists? There uh, is a yeah, and there's a link. And,
1: and in fact, the, these fifty people were apparently in the database, wow. the tactical terrorism database that we couldn't be bothered to, to glance check. at. Yeah, right,
2: Pat. This, it, this, there's, I mean, is there anything this administration has done right? Anything besides? No. If if, I don't if think so. the answer is how do you get to destroy a country? You're yeah, doing that they're, right. They're doing and that. always possible. More than half of the
1: flagged evacuees could not be immediately located inside the U.S., further exacerbating fears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Hey, if people lose lose their lives over this, mm-hmm. I mean...
2: Yeah. File that into your memory bank there.
1: And, of course, that won't be Biden's fault. No.
2: Uh, the t- we inherited a real problem. And so
1: the Trump administration had um, a lot of people. Yeah, but this happened during your watch.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Is it time for pudding yet?
2: Who's got pudding? But answer uh, the question. I'm kidding. I I can't. Didn't this happen during your watch? I have to go now. You had been president for eight months at this point.
1: Ask a JKP or KJP. Yeah, KJP. Her. Ask her.
2: Oh, what was she, I think that's her pronoun. She's going to say not, the same thing over and over again. She's, She's going to be think, mm. look.
4: look, the president Look, look we understand look. Abbott is working hard. Look, look. Look, the president <laughs> says and is he disappointed? Look, look, the president has look. been... I mean, look, look the president look. has I mean, been uh look. very
2: and that could have gone on for oh, yeah. a week or two. Yeah. And not
1: repeated one look. Cuz almost every answer or non every non answer starts with look. Look, anytime she's challenged on something, look. Okay. Um, Also, Mm. you might note that there's another little problem. (laughs)
4: What?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Not just Afghans flooding across the border, but... uh, What now?
2: What now, Pat? Avocados from Mexico.
1: (laughs) Now they're delivering avocados from Mexico. So That's what they're delivering. You should be excited about that. Several thousand migrants are uh, setting out, walking in the rain in southern Mexico, tired of waiting to normalize their status, where there's very little work, there's nothing for them to do in southern Mexico, and they're getting antsy, and they're coming here. And there's only about 5,000 of them in this particular caravan, so don't even... Oh, that's nothing. Again, don't worry about it. Nothing. Their advocates said they wanted to call attention to their plight... Timing it with this week's Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles. Mm. It's estimated four to 5,000, mostly from Central America, Venezuela, and Haiti. Uh, it's the largest migrant caravan to attempt to leave Mexico this year. Mexican authorities have eventually uh, broken up others through a mix of force and offers to quickly <laughs> resolve their cases.
2: Catch that offer. So mm-hmm. that that is Donald Trump back in during his term telling Mexico hey uh, you're going to take care of this problem before it comes up here right that's what that is
1: it's exactly what that and is and
2: now there is no reason to to stay back and, and and there's no no incentive for Mexico to stop them so they're right. coming they're coming
1: they're coming and they're going to be much larger caravans very very soon
2: 888 933
1: more pack Gray and Leash coming up <laughs>
5: He's Pat Gray, he's unleashed, and he's on the blades.
1: Well, uh, leftists on social media blasting five baseball players from the Tampa Bay Rays who cited religious reasons for refusing to wear rainbow colors on their uniforms for the team's LGBTQIA2 Pride Night game. Uh, it was on Saturday night against the White Sox. And five players didn't wear the colors. They instead peeled off the rainbow burst logo on their jersey sleeves and wore the team's standard cap instead of the pride cap with the rainbow-colored TB on the front. Good for them. Uh, Well, hmm? yeah, I guess for, I thought, for a hater like
2: yourself. What? I thought you were supposed to you know, <laughs> be able to object to stuff you no. find defensive. Or... No,
1: because people are essentially... You must participate now Uh, in Pride Month. I see. You're being forced to participate in Pride Month. I'll say it again. This was never about tolerance. This was not about tolerance. Apparently, hetero Christians must now participate. (laughs) And here's the thing. If you want to proclaim to the world that you're proud of the kind of sex You prefer, go ahead. I don't care. Go ahead and do it. But I don't have to proclaim that I'm proud of the kind of sex you prefer. (laughs) And neither do these five Tampa Bay Rays. Right. Since when did this happen? That not only must we tolerate, we must, again, this was what it was about. We must embrace. And then promote, because that's what they're asking us to do now. That's what they're demanding that we do now. We've
2: got to participate in this, well, whether you like it or not. And I mean, you're right. It never was about tolerance. Never. Tolerance was the foundation to build upon. And, mm-hmm. and you jokingly, maybe not, you jokingly say, you know, eventually you're just going to have to be gay or they're not going to be happy till you are. Well, hell, right. it, It's basically right. there
1: now. I mean, we are there. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely. I mean, what if Christians were trying to force atheists to wear a cross uh, or put a wreath on their lapels at christmas time what kind of firestorm would we be experiencing we we are almost living in a gayocracy now it's not a democracy it's a gayocracy because we have to conform to everything the lgbtq crowd wants us to do or maybe it's a, a sexagarchy oh. it's not an oligarchy it's a sexagarchy I mean, it's just kind of amazing what we're being asked or what we're being told to do. Five guys that just say, no, you know what? That's not for me. You go ahead and do your celebration. I'm not going to protest your celebration. Go ahead. But I'm not going to participate in it. How about that?
2: No, no, you can't. You can never just demand to be left alone. No, right. We, we've right. learned that. That was the lesson that we learned during COVID. You know, yes. I just want to do my own thing. No, nope, you <laughs> no. can't. Whoa. Sorry, uh-huh. no. I will not allow it. Yeah.
1: And I mean, look at how hard they're working at grooming our children. Mm-hmm. On Disney Plus right now, under the heading, new to Disney, you got Mac wrestles. Mac is a trans wrestler, and it's Mac's story uh, on Disney Plus. Under the heading "Celebrate Pride Month," you've got uh, Glee to sh- to see. You've got the uh, something called Out, which I guess is some kid coming out to his parents and others. Better Nate than ever. I don't know what that is, but it's under the heading "Celebrate Pride Month." So I understand. I I assume it has something to do with Pride Month. Under the heading "Have some time," they have a whole Pride collection that you can watch. And, uh, of course, high school musical fits in there, too, (laughs) I guess, somehow. But they have inundated Disney Plus with LGBTQ propaganda to groom our kids. Mm. Is there really a big demand for gay and trans programming on Disney Plus? I mean, how many people sit around the dinner table and say, hey, you know what? Mm. Disney has an entire section dedicated to LGBTQQIA2 Plus movies and shows. Kids, what do you say? What do you say we find a really good story about an 11-year-old realizing that she's a male stuck in a female body her whole life? How about that?
2: Let's would, watch that tonight. I would say, why are we having this conversation at <laughs> the dinner table? Let's all get to the living room, take our plates over exactly. there, and watch it now. I can't yes. wait for supper can't wait. to be over. You can't wait because yeah. you've been so excited about it. Right. You talk about the grooming, mm. and Disney is a, a large part of this, as we learned through their... Uh, Going after uh, the Florida bill. Um, Did you hear about the uh, former? He was an actor on uh, the Disney Channel, and he played a grandfather. And in real life, he tried to arrange sex with a 13-year-old. Oh, no. He's now uh, headed to prison. Oh, wow. So he can go and
1: have fun in there. Okay, so that's still wrong. That's still taboo. I get huh. okay. Apparently. Well, see, right. so far. I think it
2: was Florida. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, actually, I don't know what state it is. Um, so, you know okay. what? For the next. All right. Well, you know what, though? You say that's still wrong. I mm-hmm. have a prediction. And it is this time next year when Pride Month 2023 rolls around next mm-hmm. June. They're not going to add family friendly to these drag shows they're not going to say hey it's a family friendly event it's just going to be like bring your kids which by the way there's a texas lawmaker now (laughs) introducing a bill to say you can't bring kids to a drag show Uh, it's it's a shame that we have to even codify that into law that's where our society is.
1: But you can bring the twelve-year-old no, boy children. No, no,
2: Michael. Oh no. no. This is not. Shut Mom. No, Michael.
1: You bring the twelve-year-old boy children. This is not the topic to the for show. you. Then we can have some Jesus juice afterwards. Uh-oh.
2: Okay. Can you maybe? He-he. Okay, Michael, sit this one out, <laughs> would you? <ya? laughs> I don't
1: understand the drag thing. I really don't. I don't. Why and how Mm -hmm. did this all of a sudden become a huge thing that children are supposed to enjoy? Mm -hmm. How did this happen where you invite drag queens to read stories to four and five-year-olds at libraries? Then you invite them to school. Then you have the the drag celebrations at church. Mm -hmm. There are churches doing this. Yep. Then you have a, the big event we had in Dallas at the gay club mm-hmm. with uh, drag queens, and everybody brought their families to yeah. it.
2: Yeah, I will say Mr. Mr. is uh, kudos on the name of the gay bar. That is a good job with that. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Uh, we had the event in Austin, too. I mean, Texas, man. Get it together. Yeah. Uh, look at this. And the reason, it's not that I want to keep dwelling on these videos from these drag shows, but check out this thing in Austin that really stands out to me is look at how many families are there for this event. Uh, do we have the video? Look at this. So, so, the kids are following around My this gosh, look at Lady that. ...lady gaga impersonator dude. Uh-huh. Dude. Yeah. And the kids are following around like Pied Piper. Him around. Yeah, that's not grooming though. Yeah. That's not grooming. But look at what are this! You talking about? The audience is nothing but families with picnics and, and, and blankets laid out. I mean, they are there having a day of it at the old Pride event. That's great. Ugh, it just,
1: I mean, it's everywhere, too. The Denver Botanical Gardens has a drag queen story time. The Denver Botanical Gardens. Oh. Dress up as your favorite pollinator and join us for a very special story time. In honor of Pride and Pollinator Month, <laughs> drag queen story time with oh. our wonderful host, Paul Nader will place uh, will take place in classroom one. Oh. Storytime will be featured by a runway show where you can fly, flutter, and flaunt your pollinator persona to celebrate the wonderful diversity of pollinator population and the wonderful diversity of people too. <laughs> okay. Just uh-huh. five dollars for the public. Advanced registration is required. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Uh, don't, don't, what do
2: they do at a botan? <laughs> don't they just plant flowers? Like, that's what they do at these places. Mm -hmm. I mean, why don't you just stick to your gardening? And if you're a parent and you're taking your kids to these events, whether it's something like the Mr. Mr. Bar, or if it's even this Denver Botanical Garden stuff, I am always on the outside saying, don't let the government get involved in stuff. Do not Mm -hmm. let them get... I swear, we need case files opened up on a lot of these parents that are taking these kids to these events. It's bad. You need child protective services to intervene because these and CPS kids
1: are... has intervened on a lot less than this. Oh
2: yes, oh yes, they have.
1: In fact, we're uh, we've got this. Somebody posted this on. Is it Facebook? Yeah, this was from Facebook. Oh my goodness, this is incredible. Mm. Uh, from a parent with a supposed transgender child. Uh, listen to this. Parents of transgender children. My son got his second blocker yesterday, exclamation mark.
2: Yay!
1: It was going great until the doctor came in to perform the procedure. The doctor was amazing, by the way. My son freaked out after the numbing cream and after the numbing medicine was put in with the needle. He got so scared, he refused to have the procedure. Okay, so you left, right? That's, That's great. He didn't want it. No. Luckily uh luckily children's hospital provided a child specialist to stay with us during the whole procedure her job was to calm him and distract him distract so him. that we can go ahead and force this on him oh that part is uh, is from me you're welcome
2: no it's with the truth
1: it took over an hour of negotiation before he let the doctor continue I literally bribed him with money to change genders. Yeah. He's trying to change his gender. Obviously, they're not performing the the surgery on his genitals yet.
2: Uh-huh. I thought we were. But letting the they kids... are trying
1: to block his, uh, his puberty from
2: happening. Yeah, I guess. Right. 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 I thought. I thought we were letting the kids decide. He yeah, made that's very what I thought clear too. For over an hour, he didn't want yeah, this. I don't
1: want it. Don't do this. I don't. I want to go home. Jeez. It was the most stressful hour. I was so scared he wasn't going to go through with it, and I just kept thinking the consequences if he didn't. Get this: the medicine cost forty three thousand dollars, plus the cost of the insertion packet. So she's concerned about the money right. that she's already I'm be spent out all on this, this cash. Yeah, yeah. Not the welfare, not the well-being well, of her child. Yeah, and, and it doesn't even sound like she's the one paying for this. Listen to this. Not sure the insurance would have would approve it again.
2: So they approved it the first time?
1: Yeah, amazing. (laughs) I was so proud of him that he went through with it. Well, you forced it on him. You're evil. And cannot believe how brave he is the whole way home. (laughs) He was crying Mm -hmm. because he was releasing his stress. Was he? He kept (sighs) saying how it's just not fair that he has to do this. And he's right, it's not. (laughs) Okay, it's
2: just not fair he has to do this? What does that mean? Uh, like, he should just be able to snap his fingers and change sexes?
1: Or-, or is it that it's not fair that you made him do this? I I don't know. I mean, it's how good do you test. live with yourself as a person, as a parent, who right. just forced your child into something they didn't want to do? Mm-hmm. Just really amazing. Uh, Meanwhile, in the NFL, the first transgender cheerleader, <clears throat> a dancer, Twenty-nine Signed up for the Carolina Panthers. And of course, All right. you got to have your first trans you make the squad? cheerleader, right?
2: You make the squad, whatever uh, your name is.
1: Uh, Justine Lindsay. Of course, Justin. Uh, Justine Lindsay. Told the world in an Instagram post that she made the
2: Top Cats. Yay, Top Cats! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yay! woohoo! Yeah! Yay!
1: Oh, look at that. Cat's out of the bag. Okay. <laughs> newest member of the Carolina Panthers. You knew they had to of say course. yes.
2: Of course. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. What, kn- what, they had to. What, what kind of uh, a ridicule and public scorn is going to befall the Carolina Panthers were they not <clears throat> to allow Justin mm-hmm. on the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, Justine.
1: Justine. To keep yeah. messing that up, my bad. I don't know why you do that. Uh, I don't know. Sam Ames, the Director of Advocacy and Government Affairs for the Trevor Project, said it's critical for <laughs> LGBTQ children to see her as a role model. Is it? Ames said her dancing her, her dancing her
2: dancing
1: on the Panthers team could inspire LGBTQ youth. Hmm. Chandelise Lenouette, the Top Cats director, insisted she was hired not to break barriers no. but no. because of her record. Her
2: sure. record. All right. Sure. Carolina Panthers team slogan. I'm, I'm
1: sure her record is just filled yeah. with cheerleading experience.
2: Uh, keep pounding. Carolina Panthers. Wow, isn't that something? That is their slogan. By the way, uh, Tyler Morgan, a padhead, uh, uh, he <clears throat> he makes it known to me that um, that Disney actor was busted in Utah. Oh. We, we knew it couldn't have been California that wow. would send him to prison for falling in love with a thirteen-year-old.
1: Jeez, great. Good stuff. <sighs> well, if you're a dog owner, mm. you know that taking care of your pet means more to you than just giving them food and water. You want your dog to be happy. You want your dog to be healthy and active. You know, and feeling puppy-like. And that's where Rough Greens comes in. Rough Greens is a dog food supplement that you just sprinkle on top of the doggy's food, and they seem to love it. Mine certainly does. She just gobbles her her food down uh, when the Rough Greens is on it. And has become much more frisky as a result. And she's getting up there now, too. She's, I think, nine. Mm. And I don't know how long little dogs live. Uh,
2: I hate that.
1: 47 or something? It's always
2: in the back of yeah. your mind.
1: It is, yeah.
2: Oh, right? Ugh.
1: Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, But you want the best, and she's getting the best, and so this could elongate her. Maybe she will live to 47. 57, somewhere in there. 87. Uh,
2: you're, you're rough estimate, yeah. you're saying.
1: uh, But... The Rough Greens gives her the vitamins and minerals and the probiotics and antioxidants. And of course, like I said, she absolutely loves it. Most dogs do. Um, But you want to make sure that your dog is going to love this before you really go in and buy a full bag of it. So they're going to send you a free small bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out for a couple days. All you have to pay is the shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F greens. roughgreens.com. Or call 833-783- Pat Gray. Unleashed. We're going to have Kyle Rittenhouse in studio here in just a few minutes. Hang on for that. Uh, you know, we get so little good news that uh, when some pops up, I, we like to share it. Mm. Uh, this is really good news.
2: Oh, wow. I have no idea what this is. I it's can't just wait. an
1: amazing cancer treatment trial in New York City. Oh, wow. You haven't heard about this? Not at all. You read
2: about this? You see this in the paper? Kevin, you see it? This? this sounds you promising, this Jay. This sounds <laughs> promising.
1: Uh, it was just a small, I mean, really small trial. Okay. There were 12 patients. Uh, but this was led by Memorial Sloan Kettering, backed by drug maker uh, GlaxoSmithKline. And everybody in the trial, all 12 patients, had a certain kind of cancer. I think it was rectal cancer, okay. which is horrible. That's what uh, Farrah Fawcett died of.
4: Oh.
1: Um, but the results were unprecedented. Every single one of them wow. is in complete remission now. Complete remission. No trace of cancer in their bodies after this trial. No surgery They had no chemotherapy, Mm -hmm. just this new pill that they gave them,
2: and all 12
1: went into remission.
2: Did it say how long they were taking the pills until... It did not. Because uh, maybe we could get this to market, say, I don't know, by uh, close of business today. That'd be nice. Because, you know, that that's about the the time frame on these vaccines uh, that that had
1: uh, a, a lot of bad side effects. And there were no severe side effects. That
2: is, oh my gosh. That is a great story.
1: The drug is uh Dostalmid, Dost uh, dostarlamab, dostarlamab. Okay. And so, you know, I maybe write that down for I was the gonna future. Say. It's obviously not available for everybody yet, but hopefully will be if this continues to show this kind of promise. They got to oh. expand the trial next time and do a lot more people, do the control process and all that stuff, but uh that's amazing. that's that shows real promise.
2: I really hope that I'm not getting ahead of myself, but do you remember that uh, that old clip of uh, was it uh, Brett Gumbel uh, and, um, and on the Today Show? and they couldn't figure out how to talk about the internet? And oh yeah, like, eh, you know yeah. it's a, a worldwide web, internet. Dot, <laughs> right, right. Hopefully, that's the way it would be. With that's what I want. June seventh, twenty twenty-two. Starlight. Right. I hope it becomes something so common. Me too. That we can look back at this and go, "Wow." That would be really man, something. Man, that's great news. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. We need some of that, like you said. Definitely.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, that would that would save Game millions and millions of people. Uh, the former police commissioner of Boston is explaining why uh, crime goes up Mm. this is a good explanation Mm -hmm. right here
3: incident but but the solution to that requires effective policing prevention identify identification of people who are carrying guns Mm -hmm. and frankly more aggressive police activity in neighborhoods where we know those shootings are happening Mm. and with with very liberal DA's in some of these cities (laughs) like Philadelphia the police have backed off a little bit on that the bad guys know that they figured that out immediately Mm. and if there's no downside to carrying a gun A fistfight can turn into a shooting in a second.
2: Mm. Hmm. There you go. So liberal DAs uh, going soft on uh, on the uh, what they what they end up giving these. uh, Oh, that has nothing to do with it. And they know this, Mm -hmm. Pat. And so (laughs)
1: what? (laughs) All right. Uh, And Joe Manchin, of course, jumping on board with the whole gun control thing. This, it, this is disappointing. sure is. Wants to raise the age to 21 for gun purchases. Doesn't see a need for AR-15s. Uh, here's what he had to say. You
4: no, know we can do something that would have prevented this. Raising the age. Mm-hmm. Making sure that the age at least gives us a chance to work with that person, see and evaluate and, and mm-hmm. have a little maturity to them. And the second thing is that uh, uh, that we mm-hmm. know that the red flag laws do work as long as there's due process. So you think raising the age what? from 18 to 21 for all guns? Gun purchases. Well, that's, it's, it's where it is. Everything except for rifles and long run long guns right now, mm-hmm. or if it's just for these high high capacity weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they want to do, I'm open to. Doing oh, good, that good. Makes whatever sense. they want to do. Why do, 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 do you do. think
0: people even need an AR-15? Yeah, do why? Why do people need, I I mean, do people to
4: need it? People do, I, I never thought I had a need for that type of a high high capacity automatic <laughs> weapon. Uh, but and I like to shoot. I like to go out and hunt. Oh, I like yeah. to go out sports shooting. I do all that. Mm-hmm. But I've mm-hmm. never felt I needed mm-hmm. something of that. Uh, mm-hmm magnitude.
0: Now, Manchin also told me that he is open to the idea of banning assault weapons. Oh, that's great news. He said he wanted to see the proposal before actually supporting it. Now, that idea of an
2: assault Mm -hmm. weapons ban will not be part of any final deal because of Republican resistance.
0: Yeah,
1: those bastards. Yeah. How dare they defend the Second Amendment? (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I just can't take it. (laughs) Uh, uh, I wonder if uh, Kyle Rittenhouse will, will... let us know if he saw the need for an AR fifteen <laughs> at any point in his life. Mm-hmm.
2: I did see a thing where
1: uh... You see the need for an AR fifteen? Why would anybody need <laughs> one? What? Are the deer wearing Kevlar vests in the forest? Is that what's going on? Because I don't think so. You don't think that's what, what it do you is? need an AR fifteen for?
2: Boy, I that word pisses <sighs> me off. Need. Oh, I, I get Need. Yeah. It's like Obama yes. saying, uh you don't need pisses any more me money. Off. Um, mm-hmm. that, I saw a headline today though that GOP because I thought that the it was going to be a no brainer on raising the age. I thought that was going to be an easy sell in in the Senate. Yeah, but apparently I saw a headline today. I haven't seen which senators it was, but uh, I saw a thing that came across that said key GOP senators say that it's basically a non starter on raising the age. Yeah,
1: they don't because they don't want to go down that slippery slope. Mm-hmm. That's the next step that they they use in order to just ban it. For everybody, that's what they want to do. And everybody knows that's their goal right now. They've shared that with us Mm -hmm. multiple times. They want to ban assault weapons.
2: And and that's what they consider the AR-15. Michael Malice, great quote here. Quote, all I'm asking for is the right to the same weapons that I paid for the Taliban to own. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Malice, great quote. That's
1: good. (laughs) Uh, We'll be speaking with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse in studio next.
0: Pat Gray returns.
1: And we return with Kyle Rittenhouse, a name I'm sure you know. Uh, We don't probably have to introduce him Uh, with his life story. It's pretty well documented, but welcome, uh, Kyle. Thanks for coming in.
0: Thank you guys for having me.
1: Uh, so, you know, just for anybody who may not remember, you were a part of the uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin protest and uh, you armed yourself. You were protecting friends business, right? Is, wasn't that uh, the idea in the beginning?
0: So I went down to Kenosha uh, to watch over that business, but to also mm-hmm. provide medical aid to anybody that needed it. That's why I was in Kenosha to okay. help people and make sure the business didn't get burned down.
1: So we just heard on a clip we played a few minutes ago from uh, Joe Manchin who said he can't understand why anybody would need uh, an AR-15. Are, d- do you understand why anybody would need an AR-15?
0: <laughs> we have our Second Amendment for long, <laughs> yes. just like our Constitution. <laughs> mm. Yep. Um, and an <clears throat> AR-15 saved my life. If I didn't have that rifle, right. we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, Really important that you you, ha- you had that with you. A lot of people probably said at the beginning, why did you even go in the first place? That you shouldn't have been there in the first place. How do you respond to that?
0: Well, I was there. I defended mm-hmm. myself, and I'm allowed to be anywhere just like any citizen of America.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they had the right to protest, and you had to, the right to be there and uh, protect the business and, and render uh, assistance if it was necessary um so what are you doing now from what i understand you're you're moving to texas
0: yeah i'm going to be uh moving to texas uh next couple months uh and i'm going to be living hmm. in college station and student housing
1: okay and you're did you apply to texas a&m and and they you did not get in or because you're going to Blinn college right which is kind of a feeder school for texas a&m
0: yeah so i sat down <clears throat> with the academic advisor from texas a&m where we came up with an education plan And part of that education plan involves me going to Blinn for the first year, and when I meet the academic uh, requirements, I'll have a direct transfer to Texas A and M come next year.
1: Okay, so it wasn't they weren't discriminating Mm -hmm. against you or any of that. You didn't have a problem. You had a little
2: bit going on, I think, during your high school days. Uh, Yeah, maybe you weren't able to finish everything, right?
0: Just like uh, any nineteen-year-old kid my age, well, like. When all other 19-year-old kids my age were applying to college, mm-hmm. I was on trial fighting for my life. Seriously? Yeah.
2: Seriously. I, I know you were there um, uh, in part because of your EMT background, right? Is that a career field that you're going to be pursuing at A&M or is there something? Wh- what, what are you going to be majoring in, man?
0: Well, I haven't declared a major yet, okay. um, but I actually want to get into aviation. Um, oh, nice. I want to be a pilot. I'm actually in flight school right <laughs> now learning how to fly.
2: Cool, man. All right. I like that
1: what's life been like for you since the trial
0: well it's been a little bit of, it's been a little difficult uh, with all the false narratives that have come out um mm. scared to go out um, you you have been yeah. scared to go out my family the people in my life have been harassed my girlfriend had has mm. lost friends because she's dating me um, wow. I get called like a white supremacist a murderer a racist in yeah my that face. was
1: one of the weird narratives uh that came up before during and even after the trial that you were some white supremacist uh, a white supremacist who who shot in self-defense white people by the way
0: and they just continued to go with that i'm not a white supremacist they, uh, Right. they doubled down and
2: i mean the president of the united states
0: inferred that you were a white
2: supremacist I yeah mean, that has to yeah how did that how'd you take that yeah how did make? how
1: did people make this about race
0: I think uh with the whole election coming up, they needed they wanted to push on a narrative and they used me as their scapegoat.
1: Wow. Pretty uh pretty despicable. And so I'm sure that you've gotten all kinds of flack from uh from people on the left. Do you do you find it's mostly people on the left that uh that come after you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel they give me the most harassment. Mm. Uh
1: and so are you in the middle of uh, suing several media outlets right now?
0: Uh, we actually hired uh, Todd McNurtry, uh, Nicholas Sandman's attorney, now my attorney. Who did pretty well for him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you're in the process. Yes. Yeah. you you Have have you filed a lawsuit, or are you just in the process of, of hiring lawyers?
0: Uh, we hi- I hired Todd, and then he's doing the research on all of them, and... Filing everything, so hopefully soon we'll have some stuff filed.
1: Okay, and when
0: do you uh, when do you start school in Texas? I'll be starting August twenty fifth. Mm-hmm.
1: What uh, what was it about Texas A and M that uh, that drew you down here?
0: So uh, mm-hmm. Dave has some friends who are big alumni for Texas A and M. So we came down and we toured the campus, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the environment, the people, and I just wanted to make this a school I want to go to. Have
1: you had to uh ha- have you had to have
0: security with you? Yes, I have. You have. Wow.
2: So life's not near back to normal for you.
0: No, I don't think life will ever be back to normal yeah. with what happened and how my day to day life is. Do like you- I don't think I'll ever be able to get a job. I don't think I'll have a fair shake just like any other person my age.
2: Or or if it's the right thinking kind of person and employer you would maybe help you uh get a job i mean i I, speaking for myself i absolutely respect you and Mm -hmm. i am curious though um uh (laughs) you now you got street cred man because you spent what three months in jail right
0: 87 days what
2: was that like man
0: it was scary i was I was there away from my family. Um, I lost a lot of weight when I was in there. I came out weighing 140 pounds when I normally weigh almost 200. Wow. Um, my sk- I didn't shower for the longest time. My skin peeled off when I took a shower for the first time after jail. And mm. then just the mental trauma of being there in a solitary confinement cell all by myself oh. took a toll on my mental health.
1: You were in solitary. Was that for your protection or were you being punished? It was for your protection? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing, though, the uh, jail weight loss program is not one you recommend for other people.
0: <laughs> no. No. No, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend the jail weight, weight loss program.
2: What, what I started to say when you were talking about how, <clears throat> uh, you know, getting a job and so on, um, you have a very recognizable face. Has that, have, have people noticed you in public and made a public scene uh, with you, uh, or have you been able to lay low since the trial?
0: All the time.
5: Mm.
0: Almost every time I go out, somebody's either approaching me or coming up to me or yelling something at me as they walk past. I've been flicked off a couple times. I call the white supremacist a couple times. Sure.
2: God, it's insanity. Where's the gun, by the way? What happened to that?
0: So I decided to have that rifle destroyed, uh-huh. um, so it's now into a bunch of pieces
2: so it has been yes Detroit.
0: okay it's really tough um,
1: it's because like you said you're gonna have to live with this for a, a long time um, hopefully things will will subside calm down for you um, but you you mentioned that you didn't expect to be able to get a job because of all this
0: yeah like if I want to say I want to apply for a major airline when I have my pilot license I oh. feel like they may look down upon me mm-hmm. to hire me
2: yeah boy you wow. might want to go the private route maybe I, I i have no idea how the aviation industry works but that might man that might be the reality in all this that you end up having to be a private pilot for a company i mean they are out there so mm-hmm. just something to keep in the back in your mind i guess
1: well we wish you good luck uh, and I hope things go really well for you at Blinn and, uh, and afterwards. Uh, it's great that you're coming to the great state of Texas, though. I think things will improve once mm-hmm. you're here.
0: Mm-hmm. I love Texas. It's yeah. a great state.
1: I, I think you'll find a, uh, a more welcoming group of people uh-huh. uh, yeah. here in Texas. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks for joining us.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you guys for it's having a lot. me. Uh,
1: let me tell you about uh, keeps. This is a way to keep your hair. Guys, if the first thing you notice when you look at a photo of yourself in the mirror, uh, you look at a photo of yourself or you look in the mirror, uh, and it's a receding hairline or a bald spot, Keeps can help you change that. Did you know that two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're even 35 years old? Do you really want to gamble with your hair? You can flip the odds in your favor and save your hair with Keeps. Hair loss is tough, and uh, when you see it in pictures and your barber points it out and your significant other points it out, uh, you want to do something about it. And a buzz cut is not the answer. Don't shave it. Save it with Keeps. Keeps has clinically proven, FDA-approved hair treatments available online. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take care of the hair you have, your Keeps physician will help you select just the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits are necessary. Keeps is delivered straight to your door, and you can get in touch with your Keeps physician any time of the day or night, 24-7. So if the balding jokes are starting to wear thin, join the thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. Go to Keeps.com slash Pat to, to get 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S Keeps.com slash path. Beware. that Gray is unleashed. Uh, I can't begin to imagine what that must be like for him. 19 years old and everywhere you go somebody's got an opinion about your life. Yeah. Everywhere you go. And a lot of times you know if if you're a liberal, it's not a good opinion of your life. And it's, you know, people still to this day think he killed blacks. <laughs> he did not. He did not. No,
2: you know, one of the guys he killed was a, uh, uh, I got to be careful here. So anyway, I want to be exactly straight. But uh, I mean, a guy was mental and and was absolutely trying to kill Kyle and is a pedophile. But Anyway.
1: Right. And that's, I mean, that's not something we made up. Right. That's something that's in his
2: past. Yeah. And, and, and he is, Kyle, is the same exact age as my oldest daughter. And so throughout this whole process and throughout this trial, I was trying to imagine her in this situation. And oh, jeez! The pressure. I cannot imagine what this young man went through.
1: Can't and imagine. I, it. And continues to go through.
2: It continues to go through. And honestly, I'm not kidding when I say this. That trial's outcome Restore just a little bit of faith in people like me in our judicial uh, judicial system. Yeah, quite frankly, because you yeah you, you don't have any faith in what branch of government do you have faith in right now? And it was nice mm. to see that 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 justice was served in this because I, I didn't expect it.
1: I don't have faith in really any branch exactly. of the
2: government. There's no there's no arm of the government, federal, local, it doesn't matter that mm-hmm. I have any kind of trust. I doubt everything that our officials tell us now. You're going to have to prove it to me.
1: Which kind of fits in with this great post on Facebook from Tom uh, Tom uh who says, before asking why citizens need AR-15s, as Joe Manchin did, why do citizens need AR-15s? Let's first uh, let's first ask why local police and sheriff offices need armored vehicles, military aircraft, and rocket-propelled grenades. I like it. Let's also ask why do federal agencies such as the Small Business Administration? the Social Security Administration, the VA, the FDA, the EPA, the Smithsonian Institution, and National Oceanic <clears throat> and Atmospheric Administration need to spend billions of dollars buying military Are you kidding me? <laughs> all of these agents are all of these agencies are buying military grade guns, ammo, and other weapons of war and materials. The Small Business Administration Social Security, the FDA, okay, the Food and Drug Administration, they need military-grade guns?
2: (laughs) What? Makes you wonder, right?
1: What? And as uh, Tom Cranowitter writes, uh, whatever they are preparing for, we the people should prepare for it, too. Well, Yes. Yes. That is amazing.
2: Yeah. Is the IRS mentioned on there? I know you went through a bunch of alphabet No,
1: they're not even mentioned. Because the IRS,
2: we know, is armed to the teeth.
1: They're armed as well, yeah, of course. But the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration.
2: Oh, man, you don't NOAA is armed like this. Yeah, you don't want to piss off a government weatherman. No, you don't. Uh, The weatherman that works for the federal government has a bad (laughs) forecast. And how about the Smithsonian Institute? The museum people?
1: (laughs) They're they're armed to the teeth? They're getting military-grade weapons? Wow. That's bizarre. That is bizarre. Sick. That that's something we should spend uh some time on eventually. <laughs> really look into and and check that out and try try to find somebody who can explain why that would be the case if it in fact is. Man. Huh. Also, uh somebody posted this online. Uh and Americans need to pay attention to this right now. Yeah,
2: this timeline is scary.
1: Because this is Venezuela's timeline. See if you see any similarities to another country that uh, oh, oh, comes Oh mind.
2: We're going to play the match game? Yeah. Okay, so
1: which uh, country? In Venezuela, 1992, Venezuela became the third richest country in the hemisphere in 1992. So that was 30 years ago. Okay. In 1997, they became the second largest purchaser of the F-150. Hmm. Probably after us. In 2001, they voted for a socialist president. Oh, no. And income equality.
2: Okay. Okay. Cracks are starting to appear.
1: Really? Well, let's see. In 2004, private health care is completely socialized. In 2007, all higher education becomes free. Oh, no. 2009, socialists banned private ownership of guns. Mm Mm-hmm. 2012, Bernie Sanders praises their American dream.
2: Their American dream. Oh, no. In 2014,
1: opposition leaders are imprisoned. Wait, this is really getting bad. In 2016,
2: food and health care shortages become oh. widespread. I, I know speaking for where I live, we mm-hmm. would never do any of this. Especially no, get to a food no. shortage situation. Mm-hmm.
1: Come on now. In 2017, the Constitution and elections were suspended.
2: Technically, they already
1: are here. And in 2019, (laughs) unarmed citizens massacred by their own government. Okay. All it took was one generation of progressive leadership to destroy this country and the people in it. I mean, Venezuela used to be a real success story. Mm. And now look at it.
2: That's a happy timeline for you. Isn't it? Mm.
1: Yeah, sure is. And here's somebody who really gets what's going on now. Somebody who really understands. uh, As a former liberal, uh, she explains her transformation.
5: Pretty much my whole life. So I was pro-choice. I um, hated Trump with a burning passion. Like, okay, this is embarrassing. But I cried when he got elected. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I was my finest moment, but, you know. (laughs) So, um, right after, uh, he got elected, I found out my husband actually had voted for Trump in 2016 and I was, <laughs> but very that was a happy upset, time to say the least. Oh, and okay. At the time, you were my husband didn't know a whole lot about politics and I was like, how could you vote for somebody that you don't, you don't even know what's going on. So he decided to educate himself and, um, we started having a lot of political conversations. Okay. Um, and through those conversations, we really, we really hashed it out. Um, I really appreciate him for essentially challenging me and challenging my viewpoints because I wasn't doing that much. And I realized very quickly that uh, I couldn't back up any of my <laughs> and instead of realizing that I was wrong, uh, I just tended to get angry and I don't know it was just a long process of that. It was a long process of you know talking about things, challenging um myself um i started listening to like you know a lot of conservative people ben shapiro stephen crowder i hated oh candace owens i hated all of them so much (laughs) and then in 2019 i hit my tipping point um with the whole when when the virginia abortion bill came up Mm -hmm. and ralph northam said if a baby survived an abortion they would make it comfortable and make a decision Huh. And then, like that, was like the huh. first bubble burst. Yeah, because I literally heard that. That's great. I heard. I heard my husband brought it up, and I was like, "That's, that's not great. real. That can't be real." <laughs> and then I went oh, and it the steps, is! And I said, "Whoa!" Mm. I said, "That's that's way too far. Like, we can't be you out think? here killing babies who have been born." Thank you. And it took that bubble burst, that one bubble burst, mm-hmm. and all the other bubbles just started popping. That's that's my only way I can really describe it. I was just locked in a group think. I was locked. I, mm-hmm. Honestly, it's it's really a cult mindset. Um I feel now like I had essentially been brainwashed by the left and by the media. And then when I started actually looking into what Trump did during his presidency as opposed to what the media said he did, I was <laughs> <Right>. like oh, <laughs> 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 So I've been conservative for a few years now, but um I just wasn't comfortable ever talking about it until now.
2: And now she is? I love it. And I think that
1: that, somebody with an open mind, though, and many of many of the people on the left don't have that.
2: I think a lot of people are where she is, even without Joe Biden being president and the insanities of the left, because you'll see what Trump got more votes. And uh, 2020 than even 2016. Right, I think that's people true. are understanding the insanity is, is everywhere, and it's- but it
1: was really hard to overcome the most popular president of all time with 81 million votes. Yeah, shoot, Keith. that was really hard to overcome that, oh, and yeah. he couldn't. He couldn't overcome it because Joe Biden was yeah. so darn popular. So popular, right? So darn popular that when when his wife, and she is amazingly sure. popular as yeah, well, that's
2: who got the votes.
1: And when she put out her first book. Um and got 250 people to buy it in the mm-hmm. first week. Mm-hmm. You knew how popular they really you were. Just,
2: you just knew. Oh, there's <laughs> trouble knew. on the horizon.
1: Oh wow, are they popular? Sure. Holy cow, 250 books sold in one week. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Man, did that justify uh the uh the money that they were paid to write those books? Oh, you bet it did.
2: Boy, that you was you uh... bet.
1: What a good purchase.
2: I kind of look at it the way, you know, Trump had all those votes and and still lost to Biden. It was kind of like the uh, baseball reference here, the Giants and the Dodgers last year, or I think one won 107 (laughs) games and the other one 106 games and just darn the luck, you know, just you you couldn't have seen the tsunami uh, of Joe Biden and the popularity and that wave that he rode to victory. It's just a Mm -hmm. just a. A bad year to get a lot of votes, Trump, because, shoot, you're up against a juggernaut.
1: (laughs) Well, people have always loved Joe. Sure. I mean, there's no question about that. Sure. I mean, don't worry about the fact he's a liar. (laughs) He's a lion's sack. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the fact that he's a racist, as we showed you earlier in the show today. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. Uh, cuz the media certainly isn't yeah. worried about that
2: greatest economy ever according to uh, president joe that biden is,
1: that is so amazing
2: is that, uh, oh there there's the there we go, oh, it, there we yeah. go.
1: here's a dandelion
2: joe it's gone to seed joe i told uh, you i told again. you no it's more of these stupid flower pretty. Things. No. And
1: we're gonna go okay. and you put that in some water. Okay. It's already dead, but Shoot, oh wait, you it. just threw it. Wait, no, you dropped, just, it. dropped it. You dropped it behind the marine. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I was
2: hoping you wouldn't notice.
1: That's one of my favorite one of my favorite clips of all time. Because it shows how absolutely ridiculous and out of it he is to pick a dead dandelion for as well.
2: It's not even the yellow kind. It's not even the kind that bloomed. Well, she was supposed to make a wish, but you can't when you're wearing a freaking mask outside, Jill. Stupid.
1: Absolutely stupid. You're
2: supposed to blow. Oh, forget
1: it. Yeah, I know. I know. We've been down that road so many times. Uh, Do we have time for the governor of uh, the great governor of New York? No. Oh, we don't? No. Uh, we'll have to sh- save that maybe for overtime. Yep,
2: yeah, yep. Yeah, and that one, too. They kind of go hand uh, yeah, in hand. Yeah, both of them. Because uh, they're Some coming for you. Some chilling stuff. They're Free coming speech for speech is dead. Or it's on its way out. Let's put it that way.
1: And, sadly, I, I've, I've said this before, I don't think the sale to Elon Musk of Twitter is going to happen. I just don't see that happening now.
2: Yeah, they won't prove to him uh, how many accounts are fake. Right. And so now he's threatening to walk. And, and I, think I think he will.
1: I think he will. All right, 888 900 We'll be back here uh, tomorrow when you can use that number again. And we have overtime coming up.